Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, animal protagonists conflicted with their nature, hyper-descriptive world-building, a murder most foul, a clear examination of prejudice in society, and interspecies relationships. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 332, High School Drama, Animal Edition. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and manga reviews about connectively enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast, which I've been doing for so long, and I'm really excited because this one I actually super deep-dived in. But if you're joining us for the first time, you're probably confused, so welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectively enhanced narratives. Now, what does that mean? Well, pretty much every episode, depending on what show you're listening to, if you're listening to manga review, movie review, game review, whatever, we talk about the subject enhanced. This is the manga review. Obviously, we talk about manga. And we tell you the pros and cons about the stories we're talking about, the art styles, the characters, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, entertaining, enlightening, and most importantly, exciting. Now, if you want to check us out and listen to some of our old episodes, you can find us at www.spiraken, that's S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and just a bunch of other sites. Just type in Spirekin, I guarantee you'll find us one way or another. We're also, well, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can definitely email us uh, at zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com or Spirekin.gmail.com. Also, remember to like and subscribe us on all those social media sites. And if you tag us on Instagram, we may like you back and do something cool for you. So, one second. Yeah, running a little bit quick today. My throat's a little sore, but we're going to go through it. One sec. I know you usually don't hear me. I usually edit out the drinking of a liquid, but today felt, you know, should add it in. That's a lot better because today has been a pretty crazy day because I expected to only read the two volumes of this manga that are out right now. And I ended up having to go to various sites to that may or may not be legitimate to research the rest of the series. And I ended up reading 97 chapters more because this is absurdly addictive, but, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So let's get that out of the way to the business at hand, which is something that a lot of people have been enjoying. That is our manga release segment where we talk about the manga releases for this week or the amount of weeks we've had since the last episode. And this week was actually kind of light because there wasn't much really going on. I was surprised. So for, the 10th of September, we only had 13 releases, which isn't a lot, but we've got some good ones. Now, the big one that everyone's talking about is Yokai Watch, Volume 12. Yes, more of Yokai in the world, which makes me kind of happy. Even though it's not Gigage no Ketaro, Yokai Watch is kind of faithful with some of the weird Yokai they show. You have There's a Demon Lord on the Floor, Volume 7. I've been trying to find this one, I can't find it anywhere. I'm going to have to order it eventually because it seems so interesting. I mean, what is the premise of it? Is it that they teleported. I don't know. Uh, you have the Brave Tuber Volume 1. I don't know. It might be about a YouTuber. It might be about a potato. Who knows? There's Platoon Volume 7. Radiant Volume 7. Pokemon Sun and Moon Volume 5. My Boy Volume 5. Mushoko Tensei. Roxy Gets Serious Volume 2. Hyatt the Combat Butler Volume 34. I know it's crazy. It's still going on, but yeah. Fate Grand Order, Mortalis Stella, the manga, Eden Zero, Volume 4, 
Become You Volume 1, and Aphoretta from Commonplace to World Strongest Zero Manga Volume 1, again released. I guess we're getting another re-release of this because we haven't got enough of it because it's actually really popular. Even though most bookstores I've been to do not have that volume. They have every other volume except Volume 1 of the light novel. It's kind of crazy, but, you know, so it's kind of interesting week. Not too much. The two I'm interested in are My Boy Volume 5, because I've been really interested in that, and Becoming You, and like I said, The Demon Lord on the Floor. The rest, they're okay. Let me know what you guys think, what you guys are checking out. Zanspocker.com or comment in the show notes below. So now that that's out of the way, let's get to it, because I'm actually really excited to talk about today's manga because it's one which one we're going to be getting a release of it on Netflix now because of the way that Netflix has been where they say it's going to come out a certain day and then it comes out like two seasons later we're probably going to get this next year because it's supposed to be released really soon but what I'm talking about is a manga that was written by Paru Itagaki and published by Akita Shoten but it's being released over here by Viz Media it is a shonen series that was released in Shonen Champion. It started in 2016, still coming out. There's 15 volumes, and a fun little fact, this is the only Akita Shoten manga to have been awarded the Manga Taisho Award. So that's pretty awesome. It's been there've been so many Taisho that we've talked about, but this is the first one from Akita Shoten, so that's pretty cool. Now there's an anime series that is going to be coming out in October. But like I said, Netflix picked it up, so that means we're probably going to get it halfway through the first season, probably in December, January, who knows. And the title is Beastars. And this is one where when you first look at it, you're immediately going to compare this to a certain film from Disney. Let's be honest, it's called Zootopia. This is very similar, but not exactly. The reason why it's similar is that the setting for this is in a world that's like our own, it's a modern civilization, but the characters are all anthropomorphic animals that have a major cultural divide between meat-eaters and plant-eaters, carnivores and herbivores. And it's a very interesting dynamic because the world-building in this manga is amazing. There's little subtle things, like, for example, on the subway, you see a sign saying, all small creatures, please stay by the wall so you don't get trampled by the larger creatures. There's also the stigma of that being a predator is kind of illegal. You can't eat other creatures. There's ways to get meat if you're looking for it, like the black market. But for the most part, it's there's a lot of taboos. There's some taboos involving interspecies relationships that certain creatures can't get married. Uh, there's a whole taboo of a lot of other things going on. But for the most part, everyone gets along primarily well. Um, the setting for this is a high school, a private school called Cherryton, where you have this big cultural divide of the herbivores and carnivores interacting, but there's still a little bit of a stigma going on. Now, the manga actually opens up with a murder of an alpaca named Tem. You see him there, he gets eaten, he knows it's a carnivore, says all carnivores are monsters, and then it's the next day, everyone's trying to figure out what happened, how did Tem die? The only thing that we really know is that Tim was a member of the drama club. And there's that's one of the only clubs that actually both groups interact. So it's kind of weird. People are confused. People are wondering, how did this happen? Who did this? Who is the suspect? And then we're introduced to our main character, and that is Lugosi. 
And Lugosi is someone who everyone is afraid of, even though he's very timid. Now, why are they afraid of him? Well, he is a giant, towering gray wolf, but he's very shy. He tries to stay away from everything. He is someone who, he's in the drama club, but he's not an actor. He's actually part of the stage crew. He's in charge of lighting. He doesn't want to be in the, in the spotlight. He wants to be behind it. He's not, like, manipulative or Machiavellian. No, he's just, I'm going to deal with things the way I can. Just not bother anybody. Be quiet. His, when he talks to people, generally he hides his fangs. He curls his claws in when he's talking so he doesn't intimidate anyone, intimidate anybody. And he was friends with Tem, so he's a little upset about this situation. He's also very nice. Like, everyone says he's super polite. Um, some people get upset at him because they say that he is betraying his nature, that he should be more aggressive, and that he's faking it. Because he doesn't want to be a very evil person. He's just a second year who's just trying to get through life. And the misconception that other animals feel when they see him causes him a lot of stress and anxiety. So he tries to dumb it down a little bit. At one point, there is another alpaca who's terrified of Lugosi because Lugosi's watching her. And he eventually talks to her. and She's like, oh, God, you're going to eat me. You're going to kill me. Don't hurt me. And he's like, I want to give you this letter that Tim wanted to give you. It's a love letter. He's been trying to give it to you for years. He just never did because he loved you. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I misjudged you. Let me tell the other people that you're perfectly fine. He's like, no, I've lived through it my whole life. Don't worry about it. Just, I don't want to sully Tem's last message that he loved you so that people think that it's something to make you feel better. Just leave it alone. And he's very noble and honorable, and I love that about Lugosi. He's such a cool character. Now, our other main character that shows up is the, quote-unquote, head of the drama department, the lead actor. He's that guy who always shows up. He's a school essential present. He's the guy that everyone loves and adores, and that's Lewis. Lewis is a red deer who everyone loves, everyone talks about. He's charismatic. He's got a great presence, and he is the lead actor in the drama club. He's the person that everyone is betting is going to be the next B-star. Now, a B-star is an influential person that appears there are not many of them. It's a rank. Like, there's one every X amount of years, and there hasn't been a B-star in five years. But whoever becomes the B-star is the person that's going to send trends for the future. That's a defining step. It's almost being a Rhodes Scholar, but the world cares. The last B-star was a horse. who was a kind of prevalent character, but everyone worships this person, does what they say. A B-star is a very influential person, almost like a politician, and they can cause change. So a lot of other characters want to become B-stars for various reasons. One of the later characters shows up and she wants to become a B-star to make life better for carnivores. And that's her whole goal. And she becomes a rival with Luis because everyone wants Luis's position because Luis is so interesting, so compelling that he's a shoo-in. But Luis is kind of a dick. And he, he is kind of mean to Lugosi, but he also defends him. So they have this weird antagonistic friendship where Luis or Louis asks Lugosi for favors, but he says, you know what? I hate that you hide who you are there. Prove that you're a real carnival. Do the things that you need to do. And Lugosi's like, nope, nope, I don't want to do it. Well, fine. Listen, if you're going to keep hiding yourself, be like that. But I need you 
to help me out at times. And Lewis ends up asking Lugosi for a favor. He wants him to play lookout while he trains the new, uh, the Tem replacement for their new play, Adler the Reaper, which is like the ultimate play that they play every first year. It's like whoever plays Adler is the most adored person in the entire community. And Lewis is going to be Adler and it's going to be great. But his rival was going to be played by Tem. Tem's dead. So they picked someone else to do it. But he sucks at it. He doesn't know the role. So Lewis is going to teach him how to do it late at night when the school is supposed to be closed. But they need a lookout. Lookout's going to be Lugosi. But as they're waiting at night and Lugosi's there, he smells a weird smell. Someone's coming. He doesn't know what it is, but he smells a herbivore. And since it's late, his body kind of goes crazy and he ends up lunging at this person who's kind of trespassing. And he ends up essentially assaulting this person like he's going to eat them. It's a little small figure. Can't tell, but he smells them. And it's a rabbit. And he's fighting the urge to attack this terrified person. He's like, I want to do it. Parmy makes me want to do it. I don't, want it. I don't know if it's the smell or what, but I want to try to do this and, and eat this rabbit. But I can't. I don't. And he's struggling. And then he hears a noise and he stops, realizes what he does. But before he goes, he ends up hurting the rabbit in the arm. Rabbit goes away and he realizes something wrong. He's horrified. Uh, Lewis asks what happened. He's like, no, nothing, nothing happened. Everything's fine. And then we're introduced to the third main character of our story, Haru. She's a dwarf rabbit that half the school despises. Now, why do they hate this rabbit? Because she is cute and small. So she's a dwarf rabbit, so she's a small rabbit that's super cute. And a lot of people see her just as something sexy to flirt with and have sex with. So she has a reputation for being an uber slut. And it comes because she ended up hooking up with the boyfriend of a Harlequin rabbit. So half white, half black rabbit. And she's pissed off because she thought they were a power couple. Because, oh, we're the only two Harlequins left in the world. And now that you broke us up, we can't get back together. You've doomed my people. And Harlequin's like, it was a mistake. He kissed me first. It's not my fault. I'm not a slut. Leave me alone. But this girl just menaces her and ends up spreading rumors everywhere. And so she is dealing with all this tragedy and she's alone. So she deals with her sexuality kind of as a way to, to cope, but she wants to be known beyond that. Um... Other thing is that she's a member of the gardening club. Actually, the only member of the gardening club. There hasn't been anyone in the gardening club for years. So she's the only one there. And as things progress, what happens, just slight spoilers, is that the drama club needs flowers for an event coming up. And they're going to go to the gardening club to get it. And because of reasons, because some of the herbivores are stupid, they end up taking Lugosi with them. So it's Lugosi and an anteater go. They go. He realizes that this girl is part of the, the club. He's like, oh shit, this is the girl I almost ate. I got to get out of here. I'm going to make an excuse. And the guy with him makes an excuse. The reason why is because he heard the rumors that she's a slut, doesn't want anything to happen. So Lugosi's there interacting with this rabbit girl, and he's being very shy because one, he's shy with smaller creatures because she's super small. She's like, he, if he's like seven foot tall, she's like, Four foot eight. So it's a big difference in size. And they're talking and he's... I don't know what to do. Uh, I'll just help her out and I'll be kind of fumbling. 
and he ends up helping her out moving some plants in some pots. And she's like, well, I should reward you. Do you eat food? And he's like, uh, 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 you know, she's trying to get him to eat some something. And now, fun fact, in this world, they don't eat meat unless they go to, like, the back alleys. But what they eat are soy. So they eat soy patties, and the carnivores eat soy patties, vegetables, and other things as well. They, they supplement the protein with other things. So there is ways for them to eat the same stuff. But he's fumbling, doesn't know what to say. He's trying to figure out a way to get out of the situation because he wants to... Part of it like, I should ask if she remembers what happened with the arm. On the other hand, is I should get the fuck out of here because I almost ate her last time. Maybe I'll revert again. And she's perceiving this hesitation as meaning he's heard the rumors that she's a slut and he wants to take advantage of her. So like, fine, well, I've never been with a bigger animal before, so you gotta go easy on me. And she starts disrobing, and he's still in his headspace, like, wondering what's going on. And she ends up walking up to him and starts tugging at his pants to take his pants off. He's like, oh, God, what? And he sees that she's in her bra and panties, and he's like, oh, uh, this is not what I wanted. Um, here, takes a robe, throws it on her, and he gets the hell out of there. And thus begins one of the three main stories in this, is that Lugosi and Haru like each other. But Lugosi is into her, not as prey, but he's actually like, attracted to her which leads to some very odd issues like uh at one point he's a psychiatrist the psychiatrist says hey she's probably you probably think of her as prey he's like i don't think that's the case i think i actually care about her well fine here here's some rabbit porn if it makes you hungry then there's something wrong with you if it's just you're into the one then maybe it's some maybe you're just a pervert we don't know and then his roommate finds in, like, oh, you're a pervert. I have no idea what's going on with you. You're sick. Because it's supposed to be species or species. But turns out in this world, interspecies relationships are they're not frowned upon, but they're very uncommon. Uh, one of the fun facts, and this is slight spoilers, he's actually the product of an interspecies relationship. His grandfather was not a wolf. What he was, well, that's spoilers for another day. So you have... The ongoing mystery of who murdered Tam. You have Lugosi trying to hide himself, but he's also becoming more confident as time is going on because of all these interactions with Lewis and with Haru, with all the people he's meeting. You have some other individuals who are causing problems. You have a tiger who's trying to um, kind of take the spot of the alpha male in the drama club, which leads to a conflict of not only him and Lugosi arguing, but him and Lewis arguing. You have... This female wolf who shows up who's into Lugosi because Lugosi does something really awesome in one of the plays because they end up fighting and he actually wolfs out and actually starts acting more dominant and everyone gets interested in him. Like, oh my god, that was a great play. You're 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 charismatic. I'm into you. And also we're both wolves, so this might be good. And she has issues where she wants them to be the power couple, but also she finds out about Haru and that leads to a kind of why her over me? What's going on with that? Then you have Lewis, who has more going on with him as well, because he's not just Mr. Perfect, Mr. Douchebag. There's a lot of layers underneath that. There's even points of some of the world's mob showing up, which that takes a completely weird fucking turn. So, with that in mind, now, the story plot is great. I think that the character study is phenomenal. I love all these characters. They're very multi-layered. When you find out more about the main characters, they're very intriguing. The side characters, some of the stories are very dynamic and fun. 
Some of them are disturbing and fucked up. Like there is one where there's this chicken who is obsessed with the fact that Lugosi actually buys her eggs and he doesn't know about it. And it's like some, it's very uncomfortable and cringy. I'm like, you did not need this entire chapter because this comes out really pervy. And it's like, this is borderline furry-ish, but it's not terrible. The rest of it is very well done. I love the fact that you have this whole world design. You have all these little sub-layers besides all the little signs talking about the different sizes. You have everything going on in the back alley where you have members of society who do not have funds. They're like selling their body parts for food. Like, hey, you want to bite off my finger? It'll be $100,000, but you could bite it. Or you have a store that's selling meat. But the deal is that this is meat from people who've been arrested and died, people who've had diseases, and it's like you're taking your life in your hands, but you get to try food that's this or that. And it's just a whole multi-layered world, which is just engaging. You just want to dive into. Now, the art style we haven't even talked about yet, and that is because the art style is rough. It looks like a sketchbook. It's drawn very harsh. It's very cloudy. It was not done with CG, you could tell. She... Definitely worked very hard making this design very unique and simple and just very... I hate to compare it to this because it's. I feel like it's a downgrade, but this is very similar to the old school Lupin the Third manga where the art style is grimy and old and fits and feels very personal. And I kind of like that. I enjoy it. It's very different. Now... Only a couple of volumes are out right now, but I'm really enjoying it. And I'm actually excited for the Netflix series to come out because I want to see how they adapt this. I've seen one trailer and it looks like they're using CG. I think it's the same company that did Berserk, so this may look really shitty or it may look amazing. I want this feeling of this series to be done well, and I hope it goes well. And I will say this is a great series if you are into something that is very deep personal and engaging this is not like Zootopia it's a little darker than that I'm not saying it's Fritz the Cat's level if you are familiar with Fritz the Cat where it's animal porn but it's a little more adult than what you're expecting so if you're an older manga fan who wants to give this to a younger manga fan be wary there's sexual content there's violence there's some disturbing images and this is probably for someone who's over the age of 17 or 18 but again it's up to you if you disagree with me email me zanspocker.com let me know and as for our five point rating system i'm gonna have to give this really 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 fucking cool i was surprised i thought i was gonna give this a uh, take two priests purify and burn it but i was surprisingly engaged with it and it became very addicted to it now again you don't have to agree with anything that i say but i but i hope that you take this into consideration when you check it out so I think that's it for this review. I think I can't talk about it anymore without geeking out or spoiling anything. So with that in mind, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at zanspirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and several other social media sites, including Stitcher and Spotify. Just look up Spirekin, you'll find us. And now let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The
his friend's a Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. What is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've applied a manga to each of the 10 slots. And when I spin this Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on, that's what I review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 333. And I'm excited because we've got some fun titles, some weird titles, and some just beautiful titles on this. So let's spin and see what I'm going to review, shall we? Number five. Wow. So in the next episode, I'm reviewing a manga, which I bought the manga one con ago, but I haven't really read it. And that is Hinamatsuri. What is it about? Um, I don't know, but it's about, it's from One Piece Publisher. So we'll find out next episode. So I guess that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys are doing well. And this is your Hosan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. Time